Well, good morning, church. Thanks for being with us this morning. If you just tuned in recently, just uh, say hi in the comments and let us know you're here. Um, if you would, please uh, share this post on your Facebook feed just so we can get the word out, spread the gospel that we're going to be sharing this morning. Um, but we're so glad you guys are here with us online this morning. Um, I believe God's got some good things in store for us this year in 2021, and um, I'm wanting to get my eyes off of myself, off of uh, the situation in America, and the situation on social media. Um, I think we've all been drowning in discouragement for so long, and I just pray that um, this year we can begin to lift our eyes up to the heavens and um, to be encouraged with that. Um, today, um, I want to I wanna talk a little bit, um, if you remember, Shelly gave testimony at the end of the, the message last Sunday. I did some declarations and some prayers for healing. And today, I just, I want to talk some more about healing. I want to talk a little bit more about healing you know, as we've been facing this global uh, pandemic of sickness, I personally, I can feel the pull, the, the, the pulling on me uh, to slip into complacency and apathy concerning healing. Anybody feel the same? You know, at times it feels like the problem is too big and maybe, you know, too many people are affected for God to really do anything. And, and so, you know, and I think about so many prayers are, are being offered for healing, and yet so many people remain sick, and some are even dying. And so that pull towards discouragement, I think it, it's really strong. But I don't want to give in to that discouragement. Amen? Amen. I don't want to be overwhelmed by the size of the problem. I can't allow my faith to be without hope. Just like I shared last week. We talked about the helmet of hope. And that helmet of hope in our salvation is in Jesus. I want to stand on God's word. And I want to press into what it says about even healing. And I believe we need to pull on the power of God, that we need to, to put a demand on the anointing for healing in our lives. Amen? And so let me share what that looks like from Scripture. And so today we're going to talk about pulling on healing from the Lord. And I want to read from Matthew chapter 9. It says, Behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him, Jesus, and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. And Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. I love that story where, where uh, this woman goes out, she pushes through the crowd that's, you know, he's surrounded. 
pressed on every side. And here's this woman who's had this, this health problem for years and years and years of her life. No one could, could, could do anything. You know, the word demand, it means uh, a seeking or a state of being sought after. It, it means pressing forward despite obstacles to get to a place where the anointing is and then expecting it to fall on you. You see, this woman with the issue of blood, she put a demand on the healing anointing and she received her miracle. Amen, that is awesome. She expected that once she pushed through that crowd, once she, she pushed through past the disappointment of years of failed treatments, that she pushed against the stigma even of being unclean. She pushed through all of those things so that she would be healed. You know, too often I think uh, we as God's people, we don't receive um, miracles in healing because we don't place a demand on that anointing. We don't push forward because we don't expect that something miraculous will happen. You know, like I just said before, sometimes we just let ourselves get discouraged. We get worn out. We get fatigued. But we can't let the devil talk us out of our healing. We have to press through the discouragement and the frustration so that we don't miss our miracle. You can't let anything, don't let anything stop you. We have to press through. We have to stay in the spirit and get to the place where the anointing is and then reach up and grab that miracle. Just like the woman who pressed through the crowd. She reached out to Jesus and she was healed by touching Jesus' garment. We too we too can press in, we can reach up, and we can get our healing from Jesus. Amen? And here's something we need to remember. Healing is available to everyone. Say everyone. It is amazing to me that some Christians still believe that God puts sickness on his people. That is simply not biblical. That is bad theology. God does not put sickness on his people. Jesus died so that we could be healed. I mean, think about that for a moment. What kind of twisted family dynamic would that be? God the Father makes us sick so Jesus can heal us. I mean... That's crazy. That's insane. Now, I realize that there may be some times when God does allow sickness. Sometimes we've been in rebellion. Sometimes we're just outright disobedient. And we open those doors up to, to allow that stuff to happen. But sometimes, sometimes sickness just happens because Adam and Eve chose to sin and we live in a fallen world where death and disease have been released to wreak havoc on the earth. But for God's people, we can expect to live in health. 
we can expect to be healed of all our diseases because of what Jesus did on the cross. Amen? Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity and who heals all your diseases. Say that at the last, that last part with me. Who heals all your diseases. Now say my diseases. Who heals all my diseases. When Jesus came to the earth, he announced the coming, the coming of a kingdom. His kingdom. The kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, where his presence and his glory dwells, sin and sickness cannot survive. We are in the kingdom of God right now. Even though, even though it's not fully manifested. The kingdom of God can be established in our life. The kingdom of God can be established in our heart. You know, wherever Jesus preached the message of the kingdom, he healed people. Healing accompanies the kingdom message. That's good news. Someone say, that's good news. We don't have to be sick. We don't have to be broke. We don't have to be poor or confused any longer. Sickness and disease, whether it's a result of just this fallen world or whether it comes from the enemy, sickness and disease is crushed by Jesus in the kingdom that he brought to us. I mean, let's, uh, Colossians 2.15 says that Jesus came and he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them. That's amazing. You know, healing comes with the territory of the kingdom of God. When you are in Christ, you are expected to be healed. Mark 16, verse 17 says, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. That's the kingdom coming to the earth. So not only should we expect to be healed, we should also know how that we are to be passing on healing to all those around us. That's true kingdom living. Sickness and disease are a couple of the worst things that can happen to somebody. And we've got to wrap our minds once again around that Jesus cares about people. He cares about our suffering. He paid for us to have an abundant life. And he cares when we even feel miserable. 
That's why he had no problem breaking man-made religious laws and stale traditions to see to it that people were healed. He had great compassion on people. All the, that came to him, who came to him for healing, he had great compassion on them. Matthew 9, verse 36 says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus cares very deeply that we are hurting and when we are suffering because he does not want that for us. That's his heart, is he loves us and he cares about us. And when you are struggling in the hospital or you are struggling at home, Jesus, your shepherd, cares so much and he is with you right now. That's why he did everything he did on the earth. That's why he made a way for every sickness, every ailment, every illness, every dysfunction and disease to be healed and for us to be made whole in every possible way. When Jesus walked the earth, there was nothing that Jesus didn't heal. When he left and he went back to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit who now works in us and works the full extent of salvation that Jesus paid for on the cross through us. We have to believe and understand that what was good for people all the way back in Jesus' time is still good for us right now. And here's why. Because Hebrews 13.8 says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because Malachi 3.6 says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Because James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And because of God's faithfulness, we can trust that if he healed back then, he will heal today. Matthew 4.23, it says he went throughout all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. Jesus healed everything. He healed every sickness, every disease that people had. There were no exceptions. That means there was nothing too hard for Jesus. So when the devil comes and he tries to lie to you and get you to believe that your problem's too big for God, don't listen. Or someone else comes along and says, well, that's, that's fine, you can pray, but it's incurable. Maybe your doctor even said that. Well, it might be incurable to the doctor, but it is not incurable to Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to read Matthew 8. Verse 16, it says, That evening they... They brought to him many who were oppressed by demons. 
And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illness and bore our disease. Is there anywhere in the Bible that says Jesus told people that it wasn't the will of God for them to be healed? Is there anywhere? Where did Jesus say that God wanted his people to suffer? He never said, God wants you to carry this sickness and disease for a little while so it'll teach you something. Now, we do suffer. Jesus said there will be suffering, there will be trouble. But God didn't put it on us. He wasn't talking about sickness and disease. You know, going back to that verse in Isaiah, it also says that Jesus bore our griefs and our sorrows. That's in Isaiah 53, 4. In Matthew 18, 17, it says he took our infirmities and sickness. Think about it. What causes people so much grief and sorrow? Is it not sickness and disease? When you're not healthy, it is extremely difficult to enjoy the blessings and the fullness of God. Verse 5 in Isaiah chapter 53, it talks about being healed by the stripes of Jesus. And we know from John 19 that Jesus took lashes on his back and on his body. And so if we go back to Isaiah 53, 4, and we read from even Young's literal translation, it says, Surely our sickness he hath borne, and our pains he hath carried them. God doesn't even want people to be in pain. I mean, just think about the millions of dollars that are spent in pain relief every year. I mean, everything from toothaches to headaches to neck pain and earaches, joint pain, back pain. Jesus came to deliver us from even pain. Pain is not the will of God. It is not God's will for our lives. Jesus died so that we could be healed from both sickness and pain. Now, I want to share with us some different ways the Bible talks about how healing came. God has, has got a lot of ways for us to be healed based on the redemptive work of Christ. It's something that Jesus paid for. It was something that he suffered for. And so his desire for you and for me is to be healed and walk in divine health. That's why he went through all the pain and suffering that he went through. He was taking upon himself the pain and suffering of humanity. And because of that, he has made healing available to us 
through many avenues. And so I want to show some of those avenues this morning. Now I'm going to go through and I'm going to list them with scriptures. And then at the end I will give you a summary. So if you want to take a picture or a screenshot, you can do that. So first way is healing through the laying on of hands. And we read this in Luke 4.40. It says again, Now, when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid hands on every one of them and healed them. Again, it doesn't, it didn't, Jesus didn't give them an excuse. He didn't tell them it wasn't God's will for healing. No. Everyone who came to Jesus got healed, no exceptions. Let's look at a second one. Healing comes through deliverance. Matthew 8, 16, it says, That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. You know, sometimes uh, a demon An unclean spirit, a spirit of infirmity can be the reason why people are sick in their bodies. They may have a spirit of infirmity, just like in Luke uh, chapter 8, verse 2. Sometimes why we're sick, it's from an oppression of a spirit. Number three, healing comes through breaking curses. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. Sometimes people are plagued with generational curses of infirmity. Sometimes the generational curse happens in like in diabetes or it could be high blood pressure or a certain heart condition or, you know, anything. If there is a generational curse that is activating this sickness in your body, know that because Jesus was made a curse for us, we can tell the devil that he will not put this sickness in our body. No, what we do is we tell them, we say, I don't care if my mom and my grandma and my great-grandma had this. I don't care. The curse stops right here, and it stops today. I break this curse in the name of Jesus. Don't just accept it that high blood pressure runs in our family. You don't have to accept it. God came through Jesus to break those curses curses we have to rise up we have to take authority over we have to say i'm not cursed i'm blessed jesus was cursed so that i could be blessed my body is blessed with healing in jesus name amen number four in mark 6 13 says that healing can come through the anointing oil and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil, many who were sick and healed them. Anointing oil represents the Spirit of God and the anointing of God. The anointing is what sometimes drives sickness and disease out of our bodies. And we know that the anointing breaks yokes of bondage, just like in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. 
Sickness is a form of bondage. Number five, healing comes through faith. In Mark eleven twenty three, it says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to, ba- to pass, it will be done for him. You know, for some people, sickness is a mountain. It's always in their way. It, it seems like something they just can't overcome. But Mark 20, 11, 23 says that when you have faith and don't doubt, you will speak to a mountain and it will move. So speak to that mountain of sickness. Don't climb it. You have to talk to mountains. You know, like we said last week, lupus, be removed and cast into the sea. Cancer, be removed and cast into the sea. COVID, be removed. Pneumonia, be removed and cast into the sea. And don't doubt in your heart. That's why we have to be careful to guard our heart. We have to keep our heart free from doubt and unbelief. And a really close neighbor to that is cynicism. You know, those jokes, those edgy things that we say. It's something we don't want to feign like we're in doubt or unbelief. But that cynicism sure is. You know, there's going to come a time when you will have to speak some things. Every time a mountain gets in your way, instead of turning around and running, you need to stand face to face and say, be thou removed. So let's grow up in our faith. Open your mouth and speak to that mountain of sickness. Say, I command this sickness to leave my body in the name of Jesus. Mark eleven twenty three says, whoever says to this mountain, that's the important thing, because some stuff, we just have to speak to it. In Jesus' name, amen. Number six, healing comes through virtue or touch. Mark five twenty nine it says, and immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? Some translations say virtue had gone out. See, Jesus' virtue can be in you if we pray and fast. I mean, think about Luke 6, uh, verse 19, and it says the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him, and he healed them all. You know, worship is, is one way that we can actually reach out and touch the heart of God. True worshipers know how to get into God's presence. And as you reach up to God in that pure worship, you will be like the multitudes in Jesus' day, for as many as touched it may were made perfectly well. Number seven, healing through the presence of God. Luke 5, 17 says, Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by 
who had come out of every town in Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. You know, again, one of the outcomes of praise and worship is to invite God's presence in so that people will get healed. I mean, every Sunday morning that we're in this building, we have prayer leaders up here during worship. Why is that? Because that's a time where we can reach out into the presence of God, into this holy moment where He's with us and the anointing He comes with is available. Worship's not a a warm-up to the message. No. In fact, every Sunday morning that, you know, we come and the worship team comes and we come in early and we rehearse for for Sunday for the service. And every time we come together, we spend some time in prayer before we do rehearsal. And every Sunday morning, our worship team makes a declaration. And, th- and this is a part of a lot of stuff that we say. But we say uh, that signs and wonders and miracles and salvation and healing would spontaneously happen as the glory of the Lord fills this place. We can be healed just through the presence of God. Number eight, healing comes through prayer. In Matthew 21, verse 22, it says, And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Whatever things includes healing. You know, James 5.16 says that we must confess our faults and pray for one another that we may be healed. Sometimes healing doesn't come until you confess your sins. Until you confess your sins not to just God, but to someone else. So that then they can pray for you. Sometimes your healing The key to that healing is humility. Number nine. Healing can come through the gift of healing. In 1 Corinthians 12, 9, it says that as the Holy Spirit gives out gifts to another faith by the Holy Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit. And then 1 Corinthians 12, 28 it says that God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. You know, when Jesus left the earth, he said that we would do even greater works than he would. He also said that he would send his helper to instruct us and to guide us to carry out these greater works that he promised we would do. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us and he comes to fill us and give us supernatural ability. That's what these gifts are. Supernatural ability to carry out the work of Christ. And he accomplishes this by endowing us with various gifts that all work together to bring people into a closer relationship with God. One of those gifts 
is the gift of healing. Number 10, healing comes through fasting. In Isaiah 58, verse 8. Now, if, you were, if we were to read in verses 6 and 7, Isaiah is, tells, uh, is prophesying, and, and, and God is telling his people in verse 6 and 7 what kind of fast that he wants them to do. And then we come to verse 8. So God says, here's the kind of fast I want in verse 6 and 7. And then he says, then shall your light break forth like the dawn. And your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. And the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. When we fast in the way that God leads us, he says that your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. So according to this verse, you will be healed when you fast. But better yet, fasting can serve even as preventative medicine. Because it says that the Lord will be your rear guard. In other words, sickness can't sneak up on you. God's got your back. Now, occasionally, there are just those times when nothing else will do. When it comes to to pressing into healing, sometimes nothing else will do except the sacrifice of going out with uh, food. a time of surrendering our flesh to the Spirit of God, that will bring life. That can bring healing. Number 11, healing comes through the Word of God. The Bible says in Psalm 107, verse 20, He sent out His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. We also know that God's word does not return back to him void. It accomplishes everything for which it was sent out to do. That's Isaiah 55, 11. So if God spoke healing to you, then you are healed. Jesus said that we, that man would not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's why learning and meditating on the Word of God is so important for our healing. We must declare by the Word of God that we shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord, Psalm 118, verse 17. We have to read the Word. We've got to speak the Word, confess the Word. We've got to pull out healing scriptures. We've got to trust God because His Word will accomplish in you all that it needs to accomplish. And then number 12. Healing through a cloth or a piece of clothing. We read in Acts chapter 19, verse 11, it says that God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and evil spirits came out of them. 
What this teaches us is that the healing anointing is transferable. It can be in clothing. It's tangible. You know, in other countries that don't have doctors and hospitals like we do in America, all they have is to believe in God. They are desperate for healing. They don't have all of the prescription medicines and the health insurance and the Medicaid and Medicare. So, so they come to church. They come to church services like absolutely believing that if they don't get their healing there, they're not going to make it. And so they've got really high expectancy. They have really high faith. And God always honors faith. Matthew 14, verse 35 says, uh, When the men of that place recognized him, they sent around to all that region and brought to him all who were sick and implored him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were made well. That, my friends, is faith. Now, here's the whole list. I know it's small print. No, it's small. So take a picture if you want. You can do a screenshot on your phone or on your computer. That's the whole list that I just went through. All the different ways that God has made an avenue for us to get healing. This is how big and important it is to the Lord. That he, he brought it to us in just about any way we can think of. Church, God wants us to increase our faith. And he wants the healing anointing to increase in our lives. We need breakthrough. We need to to be carriers of breakthrough. Carriers of breakthrough anointing that is with us 365 days a year. Church, we've got to press in together for healing and for the healing of our brothers and sisters and people we know. It is imperative. So, so we've talked about pulling on, making a demand. Sometimes we, we've lost even our hunger for God's healing power in our lives. And so I want to lead us through some, some prayers and some declarations again. And this time we've got slides, so you'll be able to read these with me as I read them. So if you would, please stand up at home, again, as an act of your faith, as an activation of your heart. And I am going to read these prayers, and I just want you to read them with me. I'm not going to say it and you repeat after me. We're just going to read them together. But again, this is us using our voice. We are going to speak out these prayers that increase hunger for the healing anointing. And I have put scriptures with all of these. So if you want to go back and look these up, that could be helpful to you. So here we go. Let's do this together. Are you ready? All right. Three, two, one, go. Oh, God, let me see you face to face so that my life will be preserved. I declare that it is well with my family and me, no matter what it looks like to my natural eyes. I will go and seek out Jesus that he may stretch his anointing over the dead places in our health. He will breathe into us and we will rise up to new life. 
I will follow you, Lord Jesus. I cry out to you, Son of David, have mercy on me. I believe that you are able to heal me and restore me. Touch me and let it happen to me according to my faith. Son of David, have mercy on me and do not send me away. I have come crying out to you for healing. I worship you. O Lord, help me. Let my healing come to me as I desire. Jesus, I come to you in the midst of the multitude. I am hungrier for your healing than I am for food. I feel your compassion for me and know that you will heal me. I fast according to your leading. Then I know that my healing will break forth like the morning. My healing will spring forth speedily. I humble myself before you, O God. I pray and seek your face. I turn from my wicked ways. Then I know you will hear from heaven. You will forgive my sin and heal me. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, for my bones are troubled. Lord, be merciful to me and heal my soul. I declare that this is my time to be healed. You have seen my ways and healed me. Words of praise are on my lips. May peace be unto me, for the Lord will heal me. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. You are my praise. You will restore health to me and heal me of all my wounds. You will bring health and healing to me. You will heal me and reveal to me the abundance of peace and truth. You have said, I will come and heal him. The power of the Lord is present to heal me. Let many gather together so that there will be no more room to receive them, that they may hear the preaching of the word and be healed. I will press against the crowds and let no one stop me until I get into your presence. If only I can touch the hem of your garment, I know I will be made whole. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, and I know I will be filled. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Now, if you are right now even experiencing healing in your body, right now, please, please, I'm asking that you would say something in the comments. Send a message to us so that we can again praise God with you. We want to know that God's healing power is touching everyone that it's touching. So please say something. Let us know. Send us a message. Put it in the comments. So church, I just want to say God bless you. Please keep hope alive. Growing in your faith and walking in God's healing power and anointing for your life and for the lives of all others. We love you guys. God bless you this morning.
be healed, pull and making a demand on the healing power and anointing of God, and you will be blessed even more. We love you. God bless you. Have a great day.